welcome in to the very first installment of Stuck In, a true American soccer podcast. I'm your host, Carter, and I can't wait to get things started here, and what a time to kick it off. We've actually got the U.S. men's national team in action today against Germany. A very good side coming in, ranked number 12 in the world, against a U.S. men's national team that... He's actually got a good, pretty good roster picked by Greg Bearhalter, who's had a few questionable decisions in the past. Uh, he's really come back in since he's been named head coach and put together a decent squad this time around. Not sure if he's particularly playing nice um, and is going to lay the hammer at some point in the future and play some more MLS players somewhere down the line. But for now, he's playing nice, and I've got no got no problem with that. But but yeah, so what are we what are we trying to accomplish here? First of all, we're just, you know, it's an American soccer podcast trying to track our American players, making a big name on the international scene and really doing big things at the at the top clubs throughout Europe. I think now we've kind of as a as a country grown into a situation where uh, we have players doing big things for the first time at big clubs uh, internationally. Hasn't been the case for a long time, certainly within you know my time frame coming up, uh, having played soccer in the United States uh, for a long time, even pre-MLS. Now we're at a point where we've got guys that are making really big moves on the international scene and you know not getting the headlines and the coverage that our media i think could could show these guys so hopefully the point of this is to just kind of shed a light on some of these guys that are doing big things uh like i said in europe at the big clubs in the top leagues and hoping to to kind of give a perspective from an american soccer fan somebody who's played the sport for a long time likes to think they know what they're talking about. I think some of the times that we can hear a media, especially media that's talking to the international or to the American audience, that sometimes it can feel like talking down to the American fan as if they're uninformed. So hopefully just trying to shed some light on uh, you know what it's like from a perspective of an American fan watching our guys making big things. Hoping to you know keep it somewhat rational. Of course, there will be a bias. I'm not afraid to admit that. Uh, we'll totally be behind our boys 100%. But also want to kind of keep it keep it real and uh, evaluate players. You know how they fit in terms of global football. You know I think there can be a tendency to kind of be delusional at times and and lift our guys up to uh, standards that may not be true especially, you know, just given the given the bias and wanting to see these guys do well. But, uh, yeah, the goal is to not let that creep in, and hopefully we can, uh, you know, keep a, a, a balanced, we'll say, view, but uh, certainly passionate and certainly biased towards our American players. So thought it would be a good time to kick this off just basically because of the game. So we're coming into, like I said, facing Germany, number 12 in the world, USA, number 20, according to FIFA, Greg Bearhalter has picked a roster that, like I said, looks great on paper. So we've got all international players, so guys that are playing outside of the U.S., not on MLS. And really, I've got no no qualms to pick with the squad. It looks good from, from top to bottom. Uh, probably the highlight uh, of this roster in, in, in this window for October against uh, against Germany and Ghana is, first of all, to start against in the game against Germany is Gio Reyna. Uh, we all know the history and everything that's gone on with uh, with that situation, but Gio Reyna makes the first makes the lineup, and uh, if you really look at the the performance in the first half, that's all he went today was forty five minutes. 
looked like a different team, certainly when Reyna was on the field and when he was off the field. You know, you could clearly tell a difference in, in uh, I guess, the, the flow of the game, especially on the offensive side for the Americans. You know, when in the second half, it was really throughout most of the game, Germany had all of the possession and was really dictating the game. The U.S. was playing a lot of counterattacking football, which is fine. You know, like Germany is a great team. They they were they were starting a group, an eleven guys that were really good and really strong. So it really, we could we could think of this team as as, as a top form German team. Uh, so I got no problem with the U.S. kind of sitting in. Uh, looking to counter. Not sure if I'll give Greg Triple G the credit for that, those tactics, but certainly no qualms to pick with that. But clearly a different team when Gio was in and when he was out. Uh, and we can get back into a little, a little bit more of that later. Maybe the other big headline in terms of the lineup is seeing Scally in there. Uh, so Joe Scally gets the start and actually looked really solid in good form. He's coming in in good form. Got the goal with his club right before the international break. Um, he really kind of looked to pick back up on that and keep up the steam. He really looked solid in, in the back line of defense. So, you know, if you if you look at this game overall, it was probably, you know, we could say in the first half at least pretty decent offensively, you know, a little bit weaker in the back. But I think when Scally was on the field, I think he's going to be a good addition to this lineup. Really compliments Tim Ream in the middle. Really looked good there, so I think that was probably the other the other big headline. Yeah, the, other things to note, you know, like I said, Germany had most of the possession, especially in the first ten minutes. USA was countering. Pulisic goal in the twenty seven minute, unbelievable, right? So you know, takes the ball, gets the ball at the at the left half, kind of dribbles all the way down to the top of the 18 and just roofs one in the top right corner. Really a world-class goal. Off and running, one nothing. 27 minutes in against a, German, a good German side. Really great to see that goal. And uh, like I said, super world-class. But, you know, outside of that, wasn't much to highlight positive in terms of, in terms of the game. Greg Berhalter clearly got outcoached in the second half. Uh, started making some changes again. This game kind of got away. We're one nothing. Actually, the Germans pull even before, right before halftime. So we go into the halftime one one. Come out in the second half, and uh, Germans outscore us two nothing in the second half to win the game three one. A few tactical decisions. I mean, a lot of subs start coming in, which is to be expected when you get into a friendly game. Not as overly concerned about the results in this game, just more trying to understand the tactics and, and look at how this group is performing against a really good side. It's, I think it's a really good test to look at and compare how this, how this U.S. men's national team ranks against a, uh, a top European side. We can say, you know, the talent-wise, it, I think we can match up with most teams anywhere in the world, really. At this point, we've got guys that on paper are, are, you know, match up well, I think against any side, but you can just tell the difference and it shines through again in the tactics, right? So like I said, in the first half, a pretty even match, moments of brilliance from the U.S. men's national team, also moments of brilliance from the German side. I think Matt Turner had a great game and really kept the U.S. side in it in the first half. But then we just come out in the second half. Germany makes adjustments tactically. They st- they 
they make changes. The U.S. men's national team makes none. Greg just gets totally outclassed, I think, from a coaching perspective in the second half, and that really was the difference. Not a surprise to anybody who's followed this team for a while, but obviously probably the biggest concern, certainly from my perspective, is you know we have generational talent for the first time since I've been alive. We have a side now with talent-wise that, again, matches up well with anybody globally, but we just don't really have the, the brilliant football mind and the tactical mind to really gel this team and bring everybody together and get the most out of them. The biggest concern is that this talent you know, goes underperforms, does not reach its potential. And again, I think that comes back to coaching. And, you know, that's a whole nother podcast episode that we can get into with Greg Bearhalter being renamed the U.S. men's national team head coach here uh, just a few months ago. But yeah, I, I don't want to get too caught up in the results. 3-1. Um, in fact, probably the best thing that could happen is that the U.S. men's national team gets beat and we don't get some strong results against the against a European side, it leads to some false confidence and some delusions in where we rank in terms of world, in terms of where we rank in the world in terms of soccer teams. And uh, it's certainly where Craig Bearhalter ranks in terms of a coach. So I don't, no problem with that we get beat early in the window, still plenty of time left for the 2026 World Cup comes along. I'd rather see this side, honestly. Uh, I know it's frustrating to get beat anytime, and you don't want to see the see the boys get beat. But I'd rather see the result go this way, and the takeaways from the team, and the really the entire entire organization. I'd rather see, you know, a sense of urgency as the takeaway instead of a sense of complacency, which I think could be the other the the thing that comes out of a win against a team of this side. So we'll see what kind of changes that Greg makes coming into the next game against Ghana coming up here in just a few days. Hopefully we, you know, have start another good side, keep some of these same guides on the field, let them keep getting to know each other, keep getting the, you know, used to the way each other play. A lot of these guys, I mean, some of these guys are teammates. You know, we look at, look at AC Milan with Musa and Pulisic you know, we look at some of the guys at PSG now in uh, in the Dutch league. You know, so certainly certainly know how each other play. But these windows, these international windows, it's nice to kind of get some consistency going in. And I like to so far, Greg's done a good job of that. It's kind of keeping the boys together, keeping a set sort of starting eleven, a pretty consistent eleven together. You know, certainly with injuries and and guys being out. There'll be some changes to that, but I want to see a, a core group stay together, and I think Greg's done a really good job of that. So hopefully that continues against Ghana, um, so we can kind of measure, you know, where we're at and and track along the way how we're improving, how we're not improving, and then also these positions start to get solidified, and then you have guys competing on a day to day basis trying to get in. So, so yeah, we'll see more to come on that. Uh, in terms of other big takeaways, you know, not time to panic. It was it was nice, nice to kind of see. I guess if we look at some ancillary things of today's game, Kyle Martino on the call, much better than a Taylor Twelman or a Stu Holden. We'll say still a little bit cringy, but I think his takes are a little bit more on par, less biased than what we get from the mainstream guys of Stewie and and T Twelman. So it was nice to hear Kyle Martino on the call. I like to see him. 
you know, continue to continue to get, uh, you know, some calls on the game. I'm sure that has to do with the uh, broadcast and whoever has the rights to the game. But nonetheless, pretty, pretty nice to see that. The other thing to call out is, you know, Greg, this is him coming back now. He, he kind of knows he's got a sense, I think, where the fans stand the consensus is on him. So it's nice to see him kind of take a little step back and tone it down a little bit, not make it so much about him. You know, there's no more pink hoodies. I've seen him come out in pink hoodies in the past, just in the normal stars and stripes hoodies today. A couple times he's up off the bench. He's on the touchline, you know, on the, in the camera angle, getting a few shots, but no bounce passes. You know, he had some opportunities to throw some bounce passes. Didn't do that, which you love to see. So it's pretty much kind of staying back, which I like to see, staying in his lane a little bit, which is a, is a good thing. It's a positive, you know, no complaints there. Um, if we're talking about attire and how the coaches look, another thing to call out is on the German side today. German coach had a flannel on today, flannel shirt, flashback to the 90s, b- totally unbuttoned, blue flannel shirt. Awesome to see, man. I mean, like, you know, Munich's known for their fashion sense. And, uh, man, new head coach on the German side as well. Used to be uh, the Munich coach, so he's from Munich. Pretty pretty awesome to see the uh, the unbuttoned flannel wide open make a comeback today. Love to seeing that on the sidelines. It was great. Hopefully we get to see more of that going forward. Maybe this is uh, this is the, the headline and the and the uh, the staple attire that this coach is going to run with going forward. But but great to see. But yeah, so that pretty much wraps up today's game. Uh, we'll, pro- we'll drop another one again against the, after the Ghana match coming up in in just a few days. Um, and then going forward in terms of cadence, what we're trying to do is just just kind of take a look at the U.S. men's team as they play on their international clubs and probably on a weekly basis try to evaluate, you know, take a look at our guys, who's playing well, who's in form, who's not, you know, who's improving from week to week and really just kind of call out, talk about some of these guys in a, in a real casual setting from American perspective follow these guys week to week and and hopefully shine a light on uh on some of our guys from again from a u.s perspective so first episode first installment but hoping to make these kind of a regular weekly basis going forward and like i said what a time to start with uh the first game against germany not the result we want but probably the result we need i think going forward in terms of where this u.s men's national team is and where they need to get to by the time 2026 comes around and we start hosting the world cup so no need to panic don't need to take this out of context and make it into anything bigger than it is or it isn't certainly not a lot of surprises in in terms of the play i think the positives great to see this lineup and this all international european side again not like greg berhalter to to start a side like this but nice to see I think we saw some pretty good flashes of a really good offensive movement on the U.S. team in the first half specifically. Another positive to take away there. A lot of improvement, I think, still needed on the defensive side and certainly tactically. You know, if we come out in a strong situation in the first half, we've seen this time and time again where teams make adjustments and can overcome that in the second half so we really need to be better I think tactically you know just overall and I'm not sure where that's going to come from now you know having Greg back in 
you know, maybe we use some consultants hiring and, to, and some mediators for the Gio Reyna situation. Maybe we can get some consultants in and help us help us tactically overcome getting out coached in second halves because that seems to be, you know, pretty pretty easy for somebody with a good football mind to come in and adjust to what the U.S. is doing and uh, really make it a different game in the second half. So we'll see. More to come on that. But uh, yeah, happy to kick this off. Super excited to get this going. And hopefully this can be a weekly basis and we can start tracking these guys from week to week. But again, stuck in. I'm your host, Carter. Hoping to keep this regular going forward. Look forward to keeping in touch. Let me know what you guys want to hear about, what you guys are, are seeing, where I'm getting things right, where I'm getting things wrong. Love to love the, to make this as interactive as possible going forward. So thanks for listening. Tune in next week and we'll have an update on the Ghana game.